right, another podcast on the phone, recorded on the phone. Uh, I, I'll get back to doing this on the computer eventually, just not today. I don't know. I, it's, it's one of those things, again, uh, the time that it takes, which is not that much time, but to plug in the microphone and the headphones and the computer and get the stage, the whole thing, that whole staging process sometimes takes... Well, I wouldn't say it takes longer than the podcast, but it eats into a good amount of time. And I'm still at that place where a weekend, to me, is just such sacred time. Uh, prior to January 1st, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, I, I get it. Prior to January 1st, the weekend was like, no big deal, whatever. I'll, you know, I'm going to have fun, it's great, I'm looking forward to work on Monday, no big deal. And now the weekend is like I'm on the side of a cliff that is rapidly crumbling and I'm going to fall to my doom. And that uh, that plunge happens every week around 9 o'clock on Monday morning. I enjoy Thursday nights. Thursday nights, I, I, I think because it's, uh, you know, it's the, it's the pre-kend, as they, as they said, as Tom once said on Succession, on the first episode of Succession. The pre-kend, you know, lunch. Lunch on Thursday to end of day Friday. The pre-kin. Everybody knows that. It's the pre-kin. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody actually says that, but I, I've heard it on succession. That's the only time I ever heard anybody refer to the pre-kind. Uh But really, Thursday, yeah, in a lot of ways, Thursday is like Friday, right? right? Since, since college, it's been that way. Um, but I like Thursday night. I think Thursday night's like, okay, there was, I only have to make it through one more day of the weekend or, or one more day of the work week, and then it's time for the weekend. And it's like, yeah, I, feel, I usually feel pretty good on Thursday. Thursday night, when I'm done with work on Thursday, that evening is probably the best that I feel throughout the entire week. Because then as soon as Friday evening comes, and the, and the work, first of all, Friday is never that day that you think it's going to be. Everybody wants Friday to be like, oh, this is the day I'm not going to, I'm going to try to not schedule many meetings, maybe no meetings if, if at all possible. I'm going to catch up on all the work that I haven't been able to do because I've been in meetings all week and I've been doing this and that and working on all these impromptu nonsensical things, projects and whatnot. And Friday, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to get caught up. I'm going to get ready for the weekend. I'm going to get ready for Monday so that I can just log off my computer or leave the office or whatever you do. Friday night, I'm done. Great. Time for the weekend. And Friday is never like that. Friday is the day that everybody waits and says, ooh, this is, everybody's calendar looks pretty clear. I'm going to schedule a bunch of meetings on Friday because none of this could possibly wait two whole days until Monday. We need to do this now because who knows if we'll even be alive on Monday. Well, who knows what's going to happen. We better do everything now. Uh, so God forbid that anything waits until Monday to happen. So it all happens on Friday. And, you know, because people put in these arbitrary, you know, deadlines and due dates and timelines and all these things that really, I mean, okay, sure, sometimes those are legit. They have to be. Maybe if there's a, if there's a government regulation or something that needs to be met, et cetera, et cetera, who really cares? But for the most part, it's just, it's all pretty arbitrary. It's all pretty arbitrary and people get nuts. Well, we gotta have this meeting on Friday. We can't get. We need to do this before the weekend. Why? We we just do because we can't wait till Monday. Why? Why can't it? We've gone all week. We've gone the last four days without doing this thing that's so urgent to you. 
Why suddenly do we have to do it now? And uh, if we've waited four days, why can't we wait two more days? And uh, we table this for early next week. How about that? No, no, it has to be done now. It's Friday. This is crucial. We have to have the meeting because we're going to have the meeting next week. So we need to have the meeting to prepare for the meeting that we're going to plan for the other meeting. Oh, okay. So there is no good reason to have it on Friday. Gotcha. I'll schedule it right now. Oh, man. And I have, a, I have a huge meeting coming up next Friday. And I'm dreading it. I'm completely dreading it. And I, this sucks. This sucks because I, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about fucking work. I just want work to be work. And then I do the podcast and life is life. Work is work. Anyway, um, what's the point of any of this? I don't know. Yeah, so that's why I don't plug in the computer. <laughs> I don't plug in the computer uh, as of late. I can't remember the last time I did a podcast on the computer. It was maybe the beginning of January. I don't know. Christmas? Who knows? I don't remember. I don't remember. So eventually I'll get back to a higher quality production on the computer. But really, it's it's all about the content, right? And I'm providing such quality content complaining about <laughs> complaining about work every single week. That why do you even you, you haven't even noticed, I'm sure, that it's uh that I'm not talking on my on my uh my blue yeti. Is that what it's called? Yeah, or is it just what's blue yet? No, blue yeti's like cooler stuff. Cool. This is just called yet. Oh no, it is blue yeti. I think. Yeah, blue yeti. I think there's yeti, which makes coolers, and then there's blue yeti, which makes microphones. I have something. Even though my microphone is white, because it was the cheap. There's all these different colors, and the black one was the best looking. But it was thirty dollars more maybe when I bought it a few years ago. So I got the white one because nobody wants it because it's ugly. But it was, yeah, $30, $50 less. I don't know. So I have this, I have this ugly white microphone. Anyway, I, I'll be back to talking through that microphone at some point. Just not now. Because it's so easy to pick up my phone and open up the voice app and hit record. So here we are. <sighs> Happy Sunday. It's uh, February 21st as of the time of me recording this. Uh... Ended the week, actually ended the week with some pretty promising news, potentially. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how this week goes. I hope it goes in a direction that I think it might be heading in. Um, I don't know, but we'll see. So, so there's that. I do have, you know, I have some stuff mapped out of when I would like to be, you know, moving, to, moving on to something else. Uh, I've got that mapped out. Again, it's just arbitrary. <laughs> like a meeting on Friday, like an urgent meeting on Friday, it's arbitrary. There's no real there's no real urgency other than my mental health, which is fairly fairly urgent. But nevertheless, uh yeah, we ended Friday feeling pretty good. I felt pretty good on Friday. Uh with some news that I got that I had been waiting t- two months to hear. So okay. This is good. Let's move in this direction. This sounds nice. I hope it. I hope this happens. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So there's there's stuff there's stuff going on. Uh, this week was a weird week because. <laughs> all right. Let's let's talk about this. Uh, so so <laughs> so Rush Limbaugh died finally, and I was happy about that, and a lot of people were happy about happy about that. 
And the reason is not because a person has died, not because a person had cancer and suffered with cancer and had to go through a year of suffering with cancer. Nobody's happy about that. As a human being, I, you know, whatever. Uh, what I'm happy, I can only speak for myself, what I am happy about is a horrible bigot, racist, sexist, homophobe, uh, a, <laughs> a peddler of falsehoods and baseless conspiracies will never speak into a microphone again. Not just a microphone, but the golden EIB microphone uh, that reaches millions and millions and millions of people every day to inject hatred and lies and bigotry into their ears and into their brains and into their thought process on a regular basis. He is gone. And yes, I know that much like the Hydra, when you, when you eliminate one racist, three more will sprout up in its place. So it's not like, okay, ding dong, the witch is dead, and that's the end of uh, bigotry and racism or conservatism, as they like to call it, on the radio. No, it's just going to keep going. His show will, you know, that somebody else, the heir apparent will step up. You, you know, you're still going to have these people. There's so many of them. So whatever, um, I think I think that will come to an end though. Eventually, uh, we'll be pretty old. I, I feel good about our kids. Uh, you know, I feel good about Gen Z. Is it Generation Z that most of our children are in? They're they're right now the older end of that is like young adult teen, teen into early twenties, and then the the that's the older end, and the younger end is probably. Eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the range is for Gen Z, but but that era, um, you know, because the kids are just smarter than they were. Gen X, and did anybody ever have any any hope for Generation X? No, of course not. Uh, the baby boomers obviously did a really really nice job of just consuming would be a, a nice way of putting it devouring everything that had been put in place by the previous generations so that people would have a fair share and a fair shake and equality and oh you can go to college for you know maybe it'll cost you a few thousand over the course of the whole thing maybe and then you'll graduate you'll be able to pay off those loans or probably your parents can easily pay off those loans and then and then you can get a everybody's gonna get a, out of college and within a few, probably within a few months, or maybe even a few days, or maybe even before you graduate, you're going to have a job lined up. And it might not pay a ton, but it's going to be a livable wage. And you can go out and you can buy a nice house. You're all, you're good. You can start saving for college. You can get a nice house, reasonable mortgage, college. All this stuff, and the baby boomers came in. And there are, I know, it's, it's a quantity thing. There's just so goddamn many of them. Because that, that world, those World War II veterans came home and just, boy, they just banged the shit out of their spouses for several years. <laughs> Unprotected, full penetration, post-World War II fun times. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not complaining because I, I wouldn't be here without any of that stuff. So great. Uh, but the generation as a whole, 
Just like, you know, Generation X is like, eh, what have they really done? I don't, I don't know. Not that much. <laughs> yes, I know that's a very general statement that could easily be disproven. But on the whole, it's a pretty, it's a pretty apathetic bunch. Yeah, just kind of doing their thing. A, 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 a byproduct of the of the boomer generation, which is like, okay, our brave heroic parents, fathers fought in World War II. And the country was so, you know, they're the greatest generation and they, you know, put all this stuff in place and we just came in and devoured it and made it. And now everything's expensive. We got ours and fuck you and everything's expensive. College is, nobody can afford college. And then when you're done, you're not even going to have a return on investment. There's no ROI guaranteed for college anymore. Bachelor's degree is a dime a dozen. Everybody has that. It's who cares? Even a master's degree at this point is like not that impressive anymore. Um, so, so we're gonna you know we're gonna make it so that those things aren't quite as marketable. The value is gonna diminish considerably over time throughout the '90s and the 2000s and the '80s. And uh, you know, we came from a generation that didn't even really need college. We could just get a pretty decent job without college. And if we did go to college, it wasn't gonna it wasn't going to cause us to go into debt for decades to come. We could still afford a house. We could do this. We could do that. All that stuff, we're going to take it away from the next generations. <laughs> we're going to rob you of that. And, uh, yeah, here's college. It's really expensive. You might still be at that minimum wage job that you had during college and before college. You might be there for a while after college. Uh, and then the house, you're not going to... Trust me, you're not going to be able to afford it. And if you can, it's going to be a crappy school district or a not-so-great area or there's, there's going to be some catch. Trust me. Trust me. Or it'll be a really nice neighborhood, and, but the school stinks and you have to pay for private school. And either way, we're going we're gonna to kind of make it so, so you're not going to come out as, as far ahead as we have. Um, you're going to be – we're going to devour everything. And then the giant collective shit that we're going to take – on everyone and everything, you can wade through that and maybe you'll find some some gold here and there. So go get them. And then, oh, and also we're going to yell it. We're going to, we're going to shame you when you can't, when you can't find that gold nugget that's buried somewhere in gallons of shit that we have just dumped on you. So, yeah. So, I mean, but now it's starting to come around. Because people are raising kids and they want things to be different and the kids want things to be different. And there's a lot more honesty, I feel like, going on with parenting these days. You know, we're not – nobody's trying to pretend that it's like some some magic bubble that we all live in and everything's just great and easy and fun. And well, you just go to college and you get your degree and then you'll get a nice job and you'll settle down with – fuck that. You just – nothing's guaranteed. So anyway – I feel good. <laughs> I feel good about Gen Z. I think you're starting to see things change. And in, a, in the next decade, you'll see a lot of those people get elected to office. Not quite yet. We're not there yet. They're still young because I think the youngsters, I think the oldest of that group, like I said, is maybe early 20s, maybe mid 20s. I, I don't really know. But you're going to see them, you know. <laughs> The millennials is hit and miss. That's like a 50-50. Some really, really good and some really, really, like, all the, all the stereotypes that I really hate. But 
I mean, here I am, here I am stereotyping every generation. So what do I know? Fuck me. What do I know? Uh, the millennials are, are 50, 50. Uh, sometimes they deserve the criticism. Oftentimes not at all, but yeah, just depends. And that's probably true with all the generations, right? It's probably 50, 50 for, for everybody. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the kids are, the kids, I, I feel good about the, the future, the kids. So like the whole, just the whole, and, and that's why this whole movement, the whole like white nationalist movement, I, fuck, I hate talking about this, but it's what I want to talk about right now. So we're talking about it. The whole white nationalist movement and MAGA and all the nonsense. That's, that's like, it's like me grasping the weekend. Like I don't want to, I don't want I just so desperately don't want the weekend to be over that I'm just trying everything I can to not fall off that cliff that's crumbling in front of me. But eventually, Monday's going to come no matter what. And Monday's coming for for these guys, for these MAGA, conservative, like, ultra-religious, conservative people. So so the, the Rush Limbaugh thing and, and all the other conservative talk radio people and Fox News and OANNN or whatever it's called and Newsmax, like, all these, all these idiotic news channels. And even... even the, even like the other kind of more center or left of center, whatever you want to call it, NB, MSNBC and C, uh, CNN and those things, it's just, yeah, you, 24-hour news, that'll be around. And they'll come up with some kind of way to have talking heads and then do the the, bull, the primetime bullshit that they do that's not really news. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is like, look at the popular vote. When, the, when was the last time? It's... It, been 20 years since the popular vote went to the guy on the right side of the aisle who won the election, right? Two, was it 2004? I'm pretty sure. Sure as hell wasn't 2008 or 2012. It sure as hell wasn't 2020 or 2016. So you're seeing that shift. We just have a ridiculous system where somebody can get the most votes and lose, which is bizarre. They should do that. They should just have a Super Bowl in one year where they, you know, they should have like, yeah, the 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 the, the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs, whatever it was, 27 to 6, they're 9, 27 to 9, 30 to 9, whatever the hell it was. I don't even remember. 31 to 9. And then somebody comes out and says like, yeah, but the uh we have uh, the electoral votes are in. Uh the Chiefs actually have have taken they they've taken the they've taken the victory. Uh because they they scored three points in the final quarter, and uh, the other team didn't score anything. So we're going to go with that. That's that has. We're going to weight that uh, more heavily. So Chiefs are actually your Super Bowl champions. Anyway, it's a dopey system, of which there are many dopey systems, and that's going to come to an end. So, so yeah, there's going to be somebody to kind of step in and replace Rush Limbaugh. But that whole thing is it's it's, it's dying, man. It's 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 the baby boomers and the older. You know, the over 60 crowd who's really, really into that shit. And, you know, they, they still have some time left, but they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall. The popular vote clearly is not going to them because it's not popular. Because, oddly enough, racism and all the things that they stand for and transphobia and homophobia and just overall kind of bigotry... And the, and, and the enjoyment of uh, the proclivity towards alternative facts... <laughs> Uh, that's that's not something that people are really into. 
as a as a whole, as a as a as a massive group. It turns out they they like to not be lied to, and uh, and and pretend that the lie is anything but that. And so there's going to be a shift. The shift is already happening. You're seeing it. Like it's just happening. AOC is going to be president someday. Whether you like that statement or you hate that statement or you don't even know what who AOC is, you're going to know. <laughs> I think everybody knows at this point. She's going to be president someday. Guarantee. As as much as I guaranteed the Tampa Bay win and I was right, I guarantee you she is going to be a president someday. Probably uh, before this year, I would have said the first female president. That's a ways off. I I think seems like probably the second female president. Because uh, let's be honest, the dude now is seventy eight years old. <laughs> you think he's going to do four more years of this? Please, dude didn't want to be president anyway. Uh so that's that's where the future is going. And uh, you know the. The boomers now is the, they're in their mid sixties and up into seventies into eighties almost. Well, I don't think they're quite to eighty yet. So what's a baby boomer is like after nineteen forty five, forty six ish somewhere in there, early forties, mid forties. I mean it's the end of World War Two. This is the baby boom because all the soldiers came home and just banged the shit out of their wives, and then a bunch of kids came flying out, and here here we are, and got to go to college. Uh, for a reasonable rate and uh, get a nice mortgage and nice house and picket fence and all that. The American dream was really, uh, the baby boomers really got got to cash in on that one. Uh, anyway, what am I saying? Yeah, so so when when those guys are gone, that's that's pretty much the end of whatever you want to call this conservatism. But it's also not the end because there's a lot of youngsters who are into this shit. And there was one in particular who reached out to me the other day, who, I don't know, I don't know their exact age, but this person is uh, mid-twenties. In uh, Mondo Conservatismo, I had I had celebrated the death of Rush Limbaugh on my Instagram. Why? Not because I'm celebrating death, because I'm actually celebrating the end of a racist troll, like the original troll but a guy who got paid tens of millions of dollars a year to go on a nationally syndicated radio talk show and spread lies and hatred to the entire, really to the entire world. I mean, with podcasts and everything else, anybody who wants access to that show can get it. And a guy who has just certainly done more harm than good, a guy who, yeah, did he direct, did he, you know, did he run over somebody with his car? Did he, you know, physically, no, which was an argument that was attempted to use, which was just nonsensical. But uh, I don't don't think there's any real arguing just what a horrible, horrible person Rush Limbaugh was. Folks, folks. And then he would, he would, he would say like, I heard the other day that AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And he would say it like that. Like, fuck you, man. He's such a dick. <laughs> Just such a dick. And that was the least of it. I mean, that's a nothing. That's a that's a nothing burger, right? Um, but, you know, celebrating the death of people with AIDS. Uh, mimicking and mocking somebody with Parkinson's d- d- disease and calling them a, a liar. 
And, uh, you know, coming up with song parodies, Brock the Magic Negro, and things that I just, I don't even, telling a, a, an African-American caller to take the bone out of his out of his nose, out of his mouth. I don't know. Um, it's just a vile, he's a vile person. Just a, a cancerous person. I actually, the first time ever that I actually felt bad for cancer to having, having that. Usually you feel bad for somebody having cancer. I feel, felt bad for cancer having Rush Limbaugh. Uh, folks, folks, talent on loan from God. And just obviously, the guy knows how many people hate him and wallowed in that. Loved the fact that he was so hated, I'm sure, because you could tell by the way that he talked. Um, but truly a, truly a horrible, horrible person. Truly a horrible person. And you read people's tweets about like, hey, I remember that time Rush Limbaugh shamed me on air. And then I had thousands of death threats and threats, uh, death threats and rape threats. That was fun. He was a great guy. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was, I forgot her name, who wanted better access to, uh, uh, I don't know, contraceptives. That's the word I'm looking for. Better access to contraceptives, wider access, free contraceptives, things like that. And, of course, he called her, what, like a slut and a whore and, you know, shamed her. Just a bad person all around. (laughs) Uh, No friend of the gays, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, just a, just a bad dude. So we knew this day was coming for the last year and it finally came and I was very happy and I made no secret of, I did not hide how happy I was. I shared on my Instagram and, uh, I said, I'm so, I just, not even like a clever anything. I just said, I'm so happy that he's dead. May our, may our grandchildren's grandchildren, uh, pee on his grave, piss on his grave for generations to come. And somebody reached out to me. This is the crazy thing. This is somebody who regular, routinely spreads uh, non-factual things on their social media. Uh, big, big into MAGA. Thinks the election was, uh, thinks there is actual election fraud. Even though every government agency, every body audited and reviewed and analyzed the results and there is no fraud and even when they recounted and Trump spent millions of his own dollars, <laughs> spent millions of his own dollars to find out that he actually lost by a bigger margin that was originally <laughs> than was originally recorded. Does not this is the thing. They don't care about that. They're not interested in the truth. They're just interested in being right. Even if they're not right, it's a fucking disease. Like, I don't care. I voted. I have voted for more Republicans than I voted for Democrats. This isn't even about that. It's just about getting off of fucking cuckoo land and coming back to reality in real life. And like Rush Limbaugh was one of those people who helped spread that nonsense and poison these fucking people to thinking that the, the, that the state of things was was actually that way when it's not at all. Thinking that there's election fraud and there's not. Thinking that the election was stolen, that Trump actually won the election. He didn't. And that's the kind of shit that led to January 6th and all the bullshit, the fucking insurrection. A deadly insurrection. Rush Limbaugh helped create that. Was he directly there giving orders? Of course not. Did he go storm the Capitol and shoot some? No. Jesus Christ, is that, that, I think, 
I don't think you have to physically be there to be somewhat responsible. Because the president president wasn't physically there, and he's quite responsible. Same with his doofus son and the fucking uh, the fucking dildo shop Four Seasons guy who used to be the mayor. Uh, the guy who was tucking his shirt in in the Borat movie. Yeah. Those guys and several others <laughs> who are in places of political power incited a violent, deadly insurrection because they fucking thought that the election was stolen. And it wasn't. It wasn't at all. So this child, who's maybe in their mid-20s, and this is, this is why I'm not... I do believe in the, in the next generation being better than, than the current ones. But there's also, there's some danger out there because you still have these kids who they don't know what they're talking about and they just believe nonsense. This person and I, who I've never met, foolishly, I, you know, because they, they spread something about Black Lives Matter that was completely false. And over the summer, I sent a message and said, hey, that's not, ac- that's not accurate. And linked to the article that completely disproved. And they were polite. They said, okay, thank you. I'm, and they took it down. I'm like, great. And, uh, and we had some, you know, a few pleasant chats here and there. I'm like, okay, well, this is nice. And, uh, and then fast forward to January. And I, it's pretty much since the election. I just, I said, I'm going to, once Biden wins, if he wins, when he wins, I'm done. I'm not going to be, you know, because it's, it's exhausting to talk about this stuff, just like it is right now. And so shortly after the election, I just stopped. My Instagram went back to, that was the thing I loved about Instagram. Facebook is trash. Twitter is trash. Instagram was just nice pictures of beautiful cities and sceneries and mountains and lakes and oceans and buildings and people doing cool stuff. That's Instagram. It was the escape from reality that I needed on social media. And somehow it became just as much of a shit show as Twitter and Facebook. And I wish I had the willpower to get off all of those things. It would be nice. Because it's just a complete, it's a complete waste of time. Um, but I, lo- I do have friends and family I like to see. I like to see their pictures on Twitter or on Facebook. I have people who aren't on Facebook who are on Twitter. And that's, that's our primary means of communication. And so... I just, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't quit you. So anyway, so I said, all right, the election is over. Biden wins. Great. I'm done with the political posts on Instagram. And hopefully I can be done with political posts, period, because it's exhausting. It's time consuming and it's enough. But then the insurrection happened and that was, we all watched it. And sat there with our blood boiling, watching, watching democracy attempted to be stolen. People who are anti-democracy and thereby anti-America, which is what, you know, make America great, ironically, is quite the opposite. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, to me, that's a terrorist organization, MAGA. And you saw exactly what people meant. Oh, it's... People would say for four years, oh, you're being, you're being ridiculous. Trump derangement syndrome, not, not a terrorist organization. The Muslim, Muslims are a terrorist organization. That's why I'm glad they banned them Muslims and banned them Mexicans. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We know you're fucking racist. You don't want Muslims. You don't want Mexicans. You don't care when a black person is gunned down from behind. We get it. Okay, MAGA, we fucking get it. 
and and that's the crazy thing. All my posts were about that. Anything that I ever posted is like, I'm I'm just so against because MAGA is so because the president banned Muslims and tried to build a wall to keep Mexicans out. He doesn't like brown people coming to the country, and he doesn't he doesn't care about you know. They're all thugs. All the Black Lives Matter is just thugs. It's thuggery is, you know, that's the word, you know, and he's retweeting people yelling white power. Like what? How many more signs do you need? I can't. There's no more that can be given. Because as he himself said, he could stand in Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody with a gun and people would still love him. And it's fucking true because he stood at the fucking Capitol on January 6th and instructed people to go take back the country. To physically go, it's doing, you know, he he incited a, a riot, an insurrection against the country. So anybody who supports him does not support America. And that is a fucking fact. And you don't have to like it, but it's true whether you care or not, whether you like it or not. So fuck you. Anyway, so these goobers took to the Capitol. We all know what happened. It was disgusting. Just as it was disgusting to watch buildings set on fire and people injured and all the horrible things that happened during Black Lives Matter. Of course, much of it happened as a result of the police, but not all of it. And that was gross too. I don't, I've never been in a fight. I'm not a violent person. I've never hit anybody. I don't plan to. I plan to get to the end of my life, hopefully, (laughs) without being in a fight. I use my words to make people angry, not my fists, because that's for dopes. So, Anyways, I've been uh, I've not been shy just as on this podcast. I haven't been shy about how I think about MAGA and Trump and all that nonsense. And on January sixth, that was really it. wasn't the final The final straw was a million years ago. The final straw was when he did the Muslim ban, and then the other final straw was very fine people. There were no very fine people, by the way. That's the problem. I know. In the next sentence, he said, "Like I don't support. I can." I don't condone white supremacy or whatever he said. Yeah, except you just did. So, sorry. Either you do or you don't. And when you say they're very fine people on both sides at a, at a, uh, a, a Nazi march <laughs> where it was 100% of those people were whatever you want to call them, Nazis, racists, white supremacists, white nationalists, whatever they were, walking around chanting, Jews will not replace us. And all this shit, and then the same people on January 6th with these fucking coats that had whatever about the Holocaust and Auschwitz and uh, Confederate flags storming the capital of the United States of America where democracy was taking place, where they were certifying the election results because there was no fraud. And then you have a bunch of fuckers, racist fuckers, with fucking animal coats and Viking hats and just looking like just a, you know, a fucking circus of doofuses storming the Capitol, people dying as a result, because it's also a death cult. People don't like to hear that, but it is. Because this girl said, I'll die for Trump. And then she jumped through a window and she got shot and she died because she was an idiot because she thought that that was going to somehow change things and she was she was literally willing to give her fucking life for Donald Trump. Oh my god, that's ins- it's insane. That's a cult. You're in a cult. Anyway. Huh. So that all happened. And I had a lot of things to say 
on Instagram and, and Facebook too and Twitter and every place else. And on the podcast, I'm sure I said shit on the podcast. I don't even remember. I don't remember one podcast from the next. So people, it's crazy. People say things and they reference something from the podcast. And I have no idea what they're talking about. And I used to hear Howard Stern say this on his show and he still says it. People will talk about like, oh, when you said this last week, that was so funny or that was this, that was that. Remember when you said, and he has, he said, I have no idea. I'm not comparing myself to Howard Stern. Um, I guess I am, <laughs> but <laughs> only in that regard, only in the sense that I get it now because I don't remember the shit that I say on this podcast. Uh, but I'm sure I said things back in January 6th or, or, or around that time about it. And just as I am now. And just as I did on my Instagram. And I had, I just said, you, you are, if you are still on board with this MAGA bullshit, you are some combination of a racist or an, a moron or you're, you're just against democracy because you have, or, or you're just willing to believe lies for reasons that I can't fully comprehend, except that you're, you're just, you're in a death cult. I'm sorry, but you just are. Those are the kinds of things that I said. And then this person unfollowed me, which I don't care. I noticed that they weren't, you know, they weren't showing up in my, in my feed and my activity and stuff like that. And I said, oh, I wonder, <laughs> because I know who the people are that, for the most part, who support the whole MAGA thing. And many of them <laughs> stopped following me, at least on Instagram. And that's fine. They just quietly unfollowed, that's what, which is exactly what you should do. If you don't like what somebody's saying, click, done. That's it. Uh, so this person unfollowed me, click, done. And, I, and I, I realized that and I said, okay, then that was it. And I moved on. I stopped, you know, I, I stopped, ha you know, having conversations with them because you're not going to change my mind. I'm obviously not going to change yours. Why waste our time? You're into the whole death cult thing. Go fucking do you. I, I, whatever. <laughs> Go storm the Capitol. Enjoy. I, I don't know what to tell you. So they stopped following me, and that's fine. I said, oh, okay. And then I moved on with my life. And I assumed, well, okay, well, they didn't like what I had to say, and I get it because, you know, when somebody holds a mirror up to you and the reflection's not as great as you had hoped it would be, yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. So, but I said, okay, no hard feelings. I'm going to still follow you. I don't agree with what you post. I think it's ridiculous. But I still follow it because I... We've become friends. We're friends. I enjoy you, the pictures of your kids. Yeah, it's hard to look at them and, and not be reminded that you support a fucking racist terrorist goon and put him in uh, the highest office in the land to, to own libs or whatever reason. I don't know. Um, or to ban brown people or take away women's rights. or I, I don't know. I don't know. You've got your reasons, and that's fine. Um. But okay, I'm going to still follow you because I want to see your family and your pictures and all that stuff. It's great. It's fine. Whatever. You don't want to follow me. You don't want to see my kids. Okay. That's fine. Good luck. And that was it. And then all of a sudden I'm going to bed, I don't know, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever, whenever Limbaugh died. And I, during the day, earlier in the day, I had posted, yeah, this is great. This is happy. And a bunch of, you know, somebody had posted like, uh, it's it's not funny to joke about somebody who's died. Just kidding. It's hilarious that Rush Limbaugh is dead. You know, things like that, which is kind of, it's karma, right? If you're going to be as, as horrible as he is, you what do you what do you think is going to happen? We're all, we're all going to like sit shiva 
after you uh, after you kick off. No, sorry, I'm ha- I'm thrilled. I'm not thrilled that a man is dead. I'm thrilled that a racist is never going to utter another word of his bullshit ever again. That's a good thing, and that's why I'm happy, and that's why so many people are happy that he's gone. So anyways, so this person who had unfollowed me over a month ago, all of a sudden I'm going to bed and I see, oh, I have a message. I had just posted, uh, I had just posted something about the podcast and I thought maybe it was a friend uh, commenting on the podcast. And I was like, oh, cool, a message. I wonder who it is. Click. Oh, it's so-and-so who unfollowed me over a month ago. That's odd. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, oh my God. And it was... Page upon page upon page upon page of what a horrible, hate-filled, awful, angry monster I am for celebrate for wishing death upon somebody. First of all, nobody wished anything on anyone. That and this is the problem, and this is why I should have just I, I should have just said my response should have just been, look, you unfollowed me. Why are you here right now? Why are we even having this conversation? I'm not going to talk to you. It's over. I've left you alone. Why won't you leave me alone? That should have been it, if any response at all. But instead, and listen. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. I'll give you a taste of this, reluctantly. Because going back and reading this, your, your head is going to spin. Oh my goodness. Uh where is it? Where where are we going here? Oh yeah. So my thing uh it was the joke, yeah. Rush Limbaugh calls himself pro life and then dies. And I wrote, I'm so happy that he's dead. Sad that he's dead, question mark. His last broadcast he compared the trauma of being fired from a job to the trauma of sexual abuse. And that's true. Cause I have a morbid sort of like a lot of people. When somebody dies, you want to, oh, I wonder, what was the very last thing that they did? What was their last movie? What was their last TV show appearance? What was their last radio broadcast? So I listened to every, it was February 2nd, I listened to all of Rush Limbaugh's final broadcast. Just to see, like, I wonder if in his final days, weeks, months, hours, whatever, had he changed in any way? Nope. Same piece of shit he always was and would always be if he was healthy as a horse and kept doing this for another 20 years. His last broadcast, he compared the trauma of being fired from a job to the trauma of sexual abuse, and that's the least of his decades of being a scumbag. There's nothing remotely sad about this piece of shit being gone from the earth. May our grandchildren's grandchildren piss on his grave for generations to come. (laughs) And the response, this is absolutely disgusting and seriously disturbing. I wouldn't rejoice in the death of my worst enemy. Well, that's the problem. Because, see, your worst enemy is somebody who believes in decency. Because you follow MAGA and you follow Limbaugh, and so you're, you're cool with Muslim bans and kids in cages and not, women not having a right to choose and, and you know, all the fucking all, uh, very fine people and the Mexicans are bringing their worst, the rapists and this and that. The, so the people who would be your enemy would be against that kind of hatred. So yeah, of course you wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy because your worst enemy is probably a pretty decent person. So I also wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but when it happens, I'm not sad. I don't have any enemies. I don't like Rush Limbaugh. I don't like his 
politics. I don't like his hatred towards everything, seemingly. So he's gone, and he can't spread that shit anymore. That's good. So, I wouldn't wish this uh, on the death of my worst enemy, much less a stranger who simply held different beliefs. No. He did not simply hold different beliefs. If he was, I believe he was a fan of the Steelers. That's a different belief. I'm not a fan of the Steelers. You believe the Steelers are a better team. That's the team you root for. I don't. Those are different beliefs. They don't harm anybody. It's a difference of opinion, and that's about it. It's meaningless. You <laughs> thinking that somebody who wants universal health care, contraception provided, and this and that is, is a slut and a whore and a socialist scumbag and... Because you communist, you do, blah, blah, blah. and uh, you're just a hate-filled person, and I don't mind that you're no longer on this earth to spread that hate. Uh, this mentality towards any fellow human being is beyond monstrous and depraved. Would you like to piss on the graves of everyone who holds different opinions? Then it's then, then your own slash everyone, anyone who you deem to have ever said anything out of line. Nope, that's the point. I have never said anything like this about anyone who has died. I reserve it for a special kind of piece of shit, and that special piece of shit is Rush Limbaugh. I sure hope the answer is yes. It's because you're absolutely 100% perfect, right, about everything, and you've never said anything horrible or controversial in your life. Oh, wait, you're saying horrible and controversial things right now. No, I'm not, actually. I'm saying that I'm glad Rush Limbaugh is dead. There's nothing... If, if that's controversial to you then congratulations, you're either a moron or a bigot or both, if you think that's controversial. Horrific, John, simply horrific. You just don't seem like the type of person to have this much hate and spite in your heart. Well, then you haven't listened to the Birthday Boy podcast, my friend. You say some really disrespectful stuff. Yes, I know. I'm very disrespectful towards racists, racism, transphobes, homophobes, bigots. I know. I'm, I'm against that stuff. It's... I'm working on it. I'm trying to work on that negativity and that hatred towards hate. I hate hate. So, yeah, I know. It's, it's horrible. But I know you're a better person than this. Better person than what? Than being glad that a monster has been defeated? By, it just happened to be cancer. All right. Uh, and I wrote, yes, it is disturbing. And I should have, oh, God, I should have just fucking ignored it. It simply could have said, like, didn't you stop following me a month ago? Uh, what are you doing here? Are you stalking me? Are you just, like, bored? Are your... Those lovely children of yours, they're no longer providing you any joy, and so you have to find things to do, and so now you've come back to see what I'm saying? Like, what are you, what are you doing here? So, yes, it's disturbing that a guy could make so much money being such a horrible person and be admired by anyone. It's not simply different beliefs, and I'm tired of referring to bigots as having different beliefs. He used to mock those who died of AIDS, and on his last show was just as hate-filled as ever, as he made comparisons to him being fired to the trauma suffered by survivors of, survivors of sexual abuse. It was so bad that even his listeners called him out during the show, and that was the crazy part. His listeners called up to say, hey man, I think you're a little out of line. Being fired from a job sucks, and there could be a certain level of trauma. Certainly nobody would take that away from anybody. But to compare it to the trauma of being a survival, a survivor of sexual abuse, physical abuse, childhood abuse, 
ain't in the same ballpark, dude. And he even walked on the same show. You can just go listen to it. You, it's not fucking some like this uh, liberal uh, leftist agenda. It's it's his show. You can just listen to it. It's just his the raw show that aired live. You can go listen to it from February 2nd. And he was talking about, well, I suffered trauma. I was fired eight times and seven of those were very traumatic. And you don't see, you know, and, and people called up and were like, dude, you're, this is, I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying. It's a little out of line. He spent the whole, sh- by the way, this is the great thing. And this is, uh, <laughs> this is the great, he spent the whole show talking about AOC, his last, his last breaths on the air, on the radio, spent three hours nonstop about AOC. Well, I don't believe she was, a, I'm not saying she didn't survive a sexual abuse, but I, this is the first time hearing of it. I was fired before, and that's traumatic too. Just a nasty fuck. Just a horrible bastard. Miserable prick. So if you're, if you're more angry about me being happy that that kind of shit is done coming out of his mouth forever than the fact that it came out of his mouth in the first place. Here's something I want to be very clear about. Go fuck yourself slowly. Okay. With the EIB golden microphone. You dig? Anyway, I have no interest in pissing on the graves of people who hold different beliefs, pissing on the grave of a racist, homophobic bigot, who had done more to divide this country in the last 30 years than anyone else is another story. This isn't about differing opinions. It's about me celebrating the fact that there's one less piece of shit in the world. I've definitely said horrible things. The difference is I didn't base my entire career on it and make hundreds of millions spewing lies and hatred. Better person than what? Being glad that a horrible person is dead? Nope, I'm not. Sorry, there's not an ounce of sorrow. Good riddance to him. If you think that my happiness over the fact that there's one less scumbag on the planet is even remotely in the same ballpark as a multi-million dollar career built on pure evil and hatred, then I'm cool with that. It's your opinion. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with any differing opinion. I just have a problem with bigots who spew their bigotry on a nationally syndicated platform. If you think less of me, that's cool too, because I'm still a great person either way. I'm just showing as much respect to Rush as he showed to all the people he shit on over the years. Her response. Wow, such hatred. That must be a lot to carry. It's not actually. It's something that I carry proudly because I hate people who are not good people. That's what I hate. I do have a lot of hatred in my heart for people who would seek to make others' lives worse than their very good lives simply because they speak a different language. They have a, a different, different genitals, a different anatomy. They come from a different country. Their skin looks different. Their hair looks different. Their beliefs are different. That's the fucking problem I have. You dig? So no, it's not a lot to carry, actually. It's something that I carry with a great deal of pride because I have no problem calling that shit out. And when somebody leaves this earth forever who has built an entire career on that kind of level of bigotry, I'm fucking thrilled. And she says, I don't think less of you. Quite the opposite. I think more highly of you than this... Uh, then. Van. It's T-H-A-N. Please, come on. I think more highly of you than this ugly side you're proudly displaying. No, I'm proudly displaying 
my hatred of ugliness. I think you do have good in you, even if that good is not at all, is not at all apparent in your moment of disturbing disregard for human life. No, it's not my disturbing disregard for human life. It's my elation that Rush Limbaugh's life will not allow him to spread hatred ever again. You're continuing to miss that point, but that's not a surprise based on previous conversations. We're all both good and bad. We're all human, myself included. I don't profess to be any better than the next person, but I don't have a problem addressing horrid behavior that transcend politics entirely in favor of pure animosity and something animalistic, which is why regardless of who, who you believe Rush to have been, your relishing of his death is wrong. It says so much more about you than this, quote, scumbag you hate with such venom. You are better than this. Better than, again, I ask you, better than what? What great thing did Rush Limbaugh do that we're supposed to be mourning his loss? I've never, I've never celebrated any, I, this is the first time literally in my life where I'm like, oh, good, I'm glad he's gone. Or I'm glad she's gone. Whether you agreed with me, disagreed, I liked you, I didn't like you, whatever. When you're gone, you're gone forever. And that is that is sad because you leave behind some kind of legacy. And you certainly leave behind some people whose lives are now less as a result of you leaving this earth. But the fact of the matter is, yes, did Rush Limbaugh have friends? Did he have family? Of course, he had a wife. Whatever they feel about his uh, departure from this earth, yeah. He's leaving behind some sad people. There's no question about that. And they're in mourning. There's no question about that, I'm sure. I'm not one of those people. And there are millions of other people who are totally cool with the fact that he's gone. Like Quentin Quarantino on Instagram, who has raised over a million dollars for Planned Parenthood in his stupid, homophobic... Enough with the fucking... In his name, in his hate-filled name... Over a million dollars has been raised for Planned Parenthood. I wouldn't be surprised if it's two million at this point. But nevertheless, that's the good that's coming from his departure from this earth. People are getting together and they're doing good things. And it's fantastic. I'm sure he's looking up at all of this and just he's oh he's just fuming. Even more than the than the embers and things are 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 helping him with right now. Uh so, uh, anyway, so I wrote back, no, it's not a lot to carry. What's a lot to carry is profiting handsomely from pure bigotry. It seems like the kind of thing that would make someone very sick and die at the age of 70. A man has died whose only legacy is spreading lies and hatred, and I'm very happy that he's gone, as are a lot of people who are direct or indirect victims of his bile. A complete and total villain has left the earth. I'm thrilled. His hatred has been silenced by nature. I'm sorry that you're so bothered by this, but you have inaccurately projected something upon me that isn't there. I posted some memes, smiled because he has uttered his last racist, sexist, and bigoted lie, and frankly moved on with my day. What's disturbing is that you're more upset that people are celebrating the death of a purely evil person than anything the evil person has done or said over the course of 30 years. It's not weird or disturbing to be happy when such a horrible person is gone. He helped make the world a worse place than it needed to be, and now it's just slightly better now that he's gone. Relishing his death is not wrong. Thinking that he's someone who should be mourned is. I'm good with who I am. I'm a great person. I'm not better than this, because that would imply that I'm the one who has done something horrible. I haven't. Rush Limbaugh spent decades doing that. Now he's gone, and that's good. 
What's also good is that when it's all over for me, there won't be a mass celebration of my death. And by the way, if there is, I don't fucking care. If everybody's thrilled and they all line up to pee on my grave, that's fine with me too. In fact, when I die, for those of you who are still left, (laughs) because I plan to outlive all of you, but whoever's still left, I mean, my children will still be left and our kids will still... If they want to line up at the funeral and take turns peeing on my grave, that would be the funniest... That would be so funny. I would be totally down with that. Please, whoever is still around after my departure from this earth, please pee on my grave. I'm not even joking. Please pee on my grave. That would be hilarious. That would be fantastic. I would love it. It would mean a lot to me personally. So, anyway. Ah, Where was I? Uh, Oh, yeah. So, there won't be a mass celebration of my death. So in that regard, I suppose I am better than this. I'm better than someone who broadcasts his own celebration of the deaths of AIDS victims to millions of listeners. I'm better than mocking someone with Parkinson's or spreading the kinds of lies and hatred that leads to people receiving death and rape threats. I'm better than mocking rape victims, foreigners, and shooting victims. I'm better than slut-shaming someone because they advocated for better access to contraceptives. And I'm better than making fun of women, Asians, blacks, and influencing millions to do the same with a highly popular radio show. So yeah, I'm better than that scumbag. No quotes needed. He's a fucking scumbag. And I'm thrilled that he's never going to utter another word of his patented brand of evil ever again. I'm sorry if you think that's more animalistic than anything he's ever said and done, but that's a you problem, not a me problem. Clearly you feel that Rush Limbaugh's legacy of hate and bigotry is worth more than our friendship. I'm sorry you felt the need to unfollow and block me. That was the other thing. I got booted. I was following, and then after this conversation, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm outside the fence. I'm outside the wall, which is also fine because um, their posts were kind of, like, depressing. Just like, oh, I, I wish, you know, I, sometimes I wish I were not as, and I'm not that smart, but I'm not dumb. And sometimes I wish I was just really dumb because they seem to, they, I've been saying this since high school, like, Dumb people just really seem, they're just smiling. They're like, they're like dogs, just like puppy dogs, just wagging their tail, panting, smiling, tongue sticking out. I'm, I'm so envious of that. They're just like, whatever. They're just doing their thing. I am, so, anyway. Uh, so anyway, so, so, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not following them. So I said, <laughs> this is great. I'm sorry you felt the need to unfollow and block me, but I understand. I thought our friendship transcended our vastly different beliefs as I've been able to enjoy your photos and seeing what you're up to. I'm sorry you feel that way. And she's a good photographer. I I like the photos. It's nice. Nice scenery. Nice, you know, beautiful kids, family, all that stuff. I like seeing that. That's like, you know, I like seeing the best of people. Rush Limbaugh was the worst of us. And he's gone. And I'm glad. I'm thrilled. Jeez Louise, man. I'm sorry you feel that way. I know you stopped following me a while ago, and I see that you blocked me. If that's how you want it to be, that's okay. I wish you the best. Uh, and I'm legitimately glad, because I'm, I'm legitimately glad we became friends on here, even though that has evidently come to an end. Take care. I'll miss seeing your posts. I'll miss our chats, even the heated ones. That's not really true. I don't miss those. Social media is so weird, right? Friendships can begin and end with the click of the button. See you around. And then her name. All the best. <laughs> it's, it's as though, and this is what makes me crazy. It's as though I just wrote all this stuff and none of it was, was read, 
was absorbed, was comprehended in any way, shape, or form. And that's, that's how we've gotten here in general. Like the whole MAGA thing is because there's just such an unwillingness to like have any kind of discourse. There's, you know, nuanced political discourse is fucking, it's dead. I tried for four years. I tried for four years to be like, here's why this is wrong. It's pretty obvious. Very fine people is wrong. Don't you understand that? Do you not see that? A girl was murdered. A kid ran over with a car at that fucking Charlottesville thing. It's not very fine people. Oh, but there's some pricks on the Antifa. Okay. But they went there as a counter protest to the Nazis with tiki torches who are all Nazis, not very fine people. So after four years of being an idiot and trying to like reason with anybody, I'm done. And all I have left is go fuck yourself. That's what I have left. Sorry, not sorry. What's the deal with airline food? Who eats peanuts for breakfast? I'm still working on my Seinfeld. It's been it's been 25 years. It's never going to get any better than that. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Jerry! George sometimes, you know. Coco's getting upset! I can't. I, keep, I wish. I wish so badly. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm sorry you're so able. And her response, as though I did not write, she completely just... Scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm not interested in, in this response. And that's how it goes. It's, 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 cra- it's like being, literally, you're just on a different planet. It's unbelievable. And then it's like, okay, I have nothing, I have nothing to come back at you with, so I'm just going to make stuff up. And I'm going to project things, and I'm going to call you something that doesn't actually apply. And then it's like, okay, well, we're done. And then they, and not me, I'm willing to just keep going and going like, a, like an idiot, <laughs> because I'm just going to keep shutting you down. Whether you acknowledge that I'm shutting you down or not doesn't make it less so that I have shut you down, because I have. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry you're so able to hate and wish death so easily. I can't imagine what that must be like. Neither can I, because I didn't wish death. I did not wish death. So I don't know what that's like either. <sighs> you may wish sickness and death on those you deem evil. And this is her. But it doesn't mean that's the way it works. Death comes for us all. Cancer doesn't seek out certain individuals, and it doesn't discriminate based on age, sex, gender, race, class. Actually, it does. There's, like, there's a, there's a whole thing called science that has proven that, like, yeah, there's people of certain, you know, certain genders are going to, <laughs> they're going to be more prone to certain illnesses. Like, it's literally proven that all of those things <laughs> depend very heavily on whether or not you're going to get certain diseases, cancer included. What are you talking about? It's just cancer and it sucks. It does suck, but there's other things too. It's not, yeah, it's random, but it's also not. I mean, he got cancer because he fucking smoked like a chip. My formerly nicotine-stained hands, snurdly. <laughs> I, I'm holding here, this is, I'm holding here my formerly nicotine-stained hands. Oh, Snurdly, who was like a fake name, Bo Snurdly was like his producer. Fuck, dude, I, listen, I listened to the guy because it was, he was a horrible person. But as far as a talented radio personality, he was at the top. He was up there with Howard Stern and all those guys. 
Are you kidding me? It doesn't make him a good person, but he was a good, he was great at radio. He knew that medium better than almost anybody. And I found it captivating, although impossible to listen to. It was captivating. And I've been a Republican since I'm 18. So I did have like in my, in my mid twenties, you know, some people in their mid twenties go crazy and they like do a ton of drugs and have, have sex with a lot of women. I listened to a lot of conservative talk radio in my twenties. <laughs> From like age 25 to yeah, probably about age 30, about five, six years of I listened. Oh my God. I listened to all of them. The only one I couldn't take was Mark Levin. Even at my most conservative, I would listen to him and think, who enjoys anything that he's saying? I, I would listen to Rush. I would even listen to fucking Hannity, uh, Michael Savage. Um, Hannity's not a particularly talented radio host. There's just, you know, it was just like, he was the least of them. You know, I, Michael Savage and Rush Limbaugh are actually like, boy, they know how to, they know how to sit in front of a microphone and, and captivate usually with hatred, but even Michael Savage could tell, you know, he could spin a good yarn just about like growing, he would talk about like food and growing up when he wasn't talking about, you know, when he wasn't spreading his racism and boy, oh boy, oh boy. Talk about a sexist racist. Oh boy. He's, 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 he doesn't get enough credit for, for all that's happening. But anyway, yeah, Michael Savage, oh, he is, he is batshit crazy too. Anyway, uh, I'd listen to those guys. So I fucking know, I know. This isn't just me. I'm not just like, well, I'm reading the new liberal New York Times. They're telling me the things that Rush Limbaugh said. And so, no, I listened to him for years. He's a terrible person. And he said horrible things. Oh my God. Anyway. Uh, if you're disturbed by my regard for life, I don't know what to tell you. No. See, you can't. You can't twist words to somebody who has the intelligence that I have, or just this, which is not, you don't have to have that much intelligence. I didn't say, uh, oh, uh, you there, I'm disturbed by your regard for life. I wish that you would wish death on people more. No, because I didn't wish death on people. I'm disturbed by the fact that you're more disturbed by me being happy than this, that this horrible person is gone than by the fact that he was a horrible person. That says more about you, quite frankly. Uh, so yeah, good, great, whatever. Yeah, so now it's just getting to like, okay, we're now we're, now she's up against the, the wall and is twisting the words and is kind of backed into this corner that she's sort of created. She's, you know, foisted, uh, uh foisted, hoisted with, uh, with her own petard, as it were, the Shakespearean reference. The Shakespearean reference, if I may. Which is, uh, I think it's from Hamlet, isn't it? You ex exploded by your own bomb. Like, she came at me. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking that this person is just gone. Doesn't follow me. Doesn't, no interest in what I'm saying. Okay, that's great. And we don't have to waste our time having these conversations. And then all of a sudden shows up to tell me what a fucking horrible person I am. Like, who, hello, who are you? Stalker much? Anyway. Uh, and now it's, and now it's just completely backfired. It's just blown up. It's blowed up in her face. And so now it's like, okay, here's desperation time. Gotcha. And now we're going to start just making things up. If you're disturbed by my regard for life, regardless of whose life it is, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I know what to tell you. I never said that. It's pretty simple. 
Your thinking is so horribly extreme and clearly set up to self-justify any level of wrongdoing slash thinking, as long as it's your own flaws being blurred while simultaneously being vulturous of anyone else's errors. Am I reading this wrong way or is that a whole lot of nothing in that sentence? I read this more times than I care to admit. Your thinking is so horribly extreme. Okay, fine. Clearly set up to self-justify any level of wrongdoing slash thinking. As long as it's your own flaws being blurred while simultaneously being... So is it, So my thinking is just... The only reason I'm happy that Limbaugh's dead is to justify... I don't know. I, don't, I, I really... That's, uh, that's a tangled knot of nonsense that I'm, I'm not even going to try to... That's a whole Clark Griswold ball of Christmas lights that uh, even Rusty can't untangle. And then here we go. I didn't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or the majority of her sickening opinions about the age children can have sex with grown men, which is false. She never... That's not an actual thing. Uh, so you clearly don't have the ability to have this discussion. Okay. Uh, or her joy for taking, for the taking of innocent human life in the womb. Yes, she was very happy. That's the thing about people who are pro-choice is we just were so just overjoyed when abortions have to happen. Just like, you know who's really excited about it is the women who have to get abortions. They love it. They're just, it's like, it's like getting a milkshake at McDonald's. It's just a fun little, it's just a little side trip. You know, it takes a, it takes a couple minutes out of the day, but then you're back, you're pl- back to playing putt-putt golf and going on roller coasters by, by four in the afternoon. It's like, it's such a nothing thing that doesn't weigh on anybody's minds. And it, it's not at all complex and, and, and so many millions of permutations and variations of, of people's stories and for why they have to have an abortion, which is none of my business. It's none of your business. It's only the business of the person having the abortion and the medical professional uh, who's administering it. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's just like everybody's just so gleeful about abortions. Everybody who supports a woman's right to choose is like really what they're saying is like, yeah, abortions are cool. Yeah, I love it. I, I have such joy. Uh, so great. Opinions that produce the same le- level of negativity as your aversion to Rush and his opinions. Boy, oh boy. Is that just batshit completely just so off the fucking mark? Oh my God. This is why I was glad she was done following me. Because I didn't have to have any of these conversations anymore. Even more so, I detested her actual actions and personal responsibility for the loss of millions of those lives. To many conservatives, she had literal blood on her hands. And that's the problem, because many conservatives think she had literal blood on her hands because they literally don't understand the definition of the word literal. So I, this, is, this is the problem. Everything you're saying just makes you sound dumb. I don't know any other way to say this. When you say something that is so fucking out of whack and stupid, I don't know any other way to perceive that as just a dumb sentiment coming from a dumb person. And maybe it's not a dumb person. But these are really dumb things to say. So it's, sorry, two plus two is four. If you smell what I'm cooking. But you know, blood of the most innocent. Literal blood on her hands. A, you don't know how abortions work. B, you don't know how the Supreme Court works. C, you don't know the definition of the word literally. So, okay, but yes, let's keep having this conversation. 
But you know what I did when she passed? Not only did I not rejoice in her passing, I shared my regards to her family and wishes for comfort and peace. Well, congratulations, because she wasn't an evil bigot. So anything other than sharing those kinds of thoughts would have made you a horrible person. Like, say, Rush Limbaugh, who did celebrate her death. But anyways... I, I, I paid tribute to her, more redeemable contributions to society. There you go. I would have lo- I'd love to do that. I would love to say, hey, listen, I didn't agree with the racism and mocking the dead and mocking Parkinson's and uh, slut-shaming and homophobia. But you know what, Rush Limbaugh, he, uh, he once saved a, a kitten from drowning in a puddle. So he's got that going for him. The best tribute that I saw about Rush Limbaugh this week, the best tribute that I saw was from a friend. And the best thing that he did was he bought the guy's wife the new iPhone back in November. That's the best thing. He bought an iPhone. He probably has a closet full of iPhones. The guy makes like 80 million a year as he bought an iPhone. Wow. Never mind. I take it all back. He bought someone an iPhone. Did you see that? Jesus Christ. Uh, Okay. Uh, seeing as I believe we all have good and bad in us and both do good and bad in our human nature while alive. Okay, that's, that's a sentence, I guess. I unfollowed you a while ago, John. Yes, I know. I just, I said that in the previous sentence. <laughs> it's, this isn't like a big revelation. I'm, I'm well aware of that and I don't care. I, I mentioned I don't care. I just was surprised that you came back to fucking start up, shit up again. I unfollowed you a while ago, John. You're not blocked and never have been. I just changed my privacy settings for people I don't follow so they wouldn't have access to my stories and posts. Well, that's... Okay, so I'm not blocked, but you can say that I'm prevented from seeing your stories and posts. If only there was a simpler word with fewer syllables to indicate the degree to which I am not permitted to see or have access to your content... Oh, if only there was a word. I'm sure there is, but my mind is just blocked from coming up with it. Anyway, uh, okay. (laughs) Nothing personal, but you do have so much constant hatred and toxicity that you constantly share. Yes, for racists. Oh my God, I don't like, I don't like people who are dicks. Sorry, I'm not a fan of idiots either. I don't really, actually, I'm a fan of idiots. There's plenty of idiots. I just don't like idiots. You know who's an idiot? Uh, Sal on the Howard Stern show. He's an idiot. But he's funny. I enjoy his... He entertains me. I don't hate him. And I will be sad when when Sal Gubernale from Howard Stern dies. He's the first idiot that I could come up with. But he's he is a moron. High pitch Eric. That's an imbecile. Like a literal, scientifically, like, scored on the IQ test, the level of imbecile. I love that guy. I... I, every day I'm ter- every day I hear his voice on the Howard Stern show, I thank God because these whack packers and this guy, he's, he's fat and he's out of shape and he doesn't live the right way and he's going to be gone sooner than later and that sucks. So I love, I love imbeciles. I watch professional wrestling. Going to a professional wrestling event, especially during the 90s, meant you were going to be surrounded by, you were going to be sitting in a sea of imbeciles and those were my people in the 90s. And then, and then later on, they became like idiots who were also assholes. It was really not fun. And now, now it's like, you know, there's like, 
smart people go to wrestling shows now. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like just going to a concert. There's some dummies. There's some smart people. But it used to just be it was just all dummies, just all hayseeds going. I want to see the wrestling show. <laughs> hey, that that engine feller's wrestling tonight. Tatanka. Uh, anyways, but you do have so much. She says you do have so much hatred. And toxicity that you constantly share. As a positive person, I try to protect my space from such hourly negativity. Hourly? I mean, positivity is for idiots. I say that every time on the podcast, but, I mean, it's, it's more just like a joke. The kinds of things you say about people and share are a bit more than just a downer. <laughs> but there's no need to jump to conclusions and make assumptions here because I have no problem remaining your friend and continuing to converse via messages we're doing now. Yeah, but you... You unfollowed and then blocked me. I don't know that that makes... That's not really... <laughs> that doesn't help to make the seeds of a good friendship continue to grow. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and I, I just said, I know you unfollowed me a while ago. It's cool. I didn't take any offense. I don't hate or wish death on anyone. Life is fleeting and fragile and precious. No one showed such lack of respect for those things like El Rushbo. Wishing for bad things and being glad when a pusher of hatred, lies, and bigotry can no longer do those things are completely different. Like, I'm not, that's the thing. I'm just, like, trying to explain this to somebody who has no ability or willingness, I'm not sure, or both, to even comprehend what's, what's happening. Um, yeah, and I said, you seem un unable or unwilling to acknowledge that. Instead, you keep saying that I'm filled with hate and wish death and all this stuff that I never said. When Rush was diagnosed with cancer, I actually hoped that maybe it would change him. He'd just find a new perspective. But he just kept doubling down on his nonsense, pushing election fraud and his usual brand of garbage. I actually hoped he would have a painless end and find some level of happiness. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. All I know is he made the world a worse place and life is better without him. I mean, it's simple. I'm sorry, you've missed the mark completely on all of this. I have a very high regard for human life. I've never been in a fight. I've never physically hurt a living soul to even pretend to speak on how I feel toward human life and to, yet again, put words in my mouth as irresponsible and lazy. If you think my being happy over the death of an undeniably horrid person is worse than the cumulative total of all the things that made that person horrible, then that is your own issue that you need to work out. Seriously. Like, seriously, it is. It's ironic that you cite RBG and the age of consent thing when it's not even what she advocated for, nor does she, have, nor does she have literal blood on her hands. She just helped make it so that blood wasn't happening uh, in the back of an alley or a basement. As for Rush, in addition to all the things I previously mentioned, he helped spread the horrible lies about the election, helping to further inspire a sense of mistrust and hate, hatred for our government and our democracy, which culminated on January 6th when the sitting president incited a deadly insurrection. And I'm, I'm, I'm typing this, I'm like, don't go down this fucking path, you idiot. This is just, you know, this is going to lead to more stupid. This is having, after having zero pandemic plan that resulted in her and hundreds of thousands of dead people, as well as the super spreader, super spreader rallies that were actually deadly. Herman Cain didn't like him much, but was very sad when he died because that's fucking, what a shitty way to go. Go to a stupid rally of imbeciles and then you get COVID and a month later you're dead. I think we're getting a bit bogged down in semantics, but being blocked and not being able to see your stories and posts sounds like the same thing to me. But it's all good. I do have hatred. That much is true. I hate that Trump and conservative talk radio have divided us so much. I hate that white nationalism hit all-time levels in the last four years. I hate that kids were locked in cages. I hate that the sitting president and his doofus son incited a violent mob to storm the Capitol after his lack of policy tanked the economy and killed hundreds of thousands of people. And I hate that 74 million wanted more of the same. 
But if you view my hatred as of those policies and ideas as more toxic than the reality of all of that being true, then again, it's a you problem and not a me problem. By the way, my Instagram will always be open. Stop by any time. Full menu. Messages, stories, posts. Other than the insurrection and Rush dying, my stories have just been Seinfeld clips and other nonsense as of late. I try to keep it light. But when racism and xenophobia and hatred by white Nazis at an all-time high and one of the perpetrators of such hatred is finally dead, I guess I just can't contain my excitement. But I get it. Uh, I'm not going to read this sentence because it, it, I don't want to reveal too much about this person. I'm trying to really keep it anonymous. Uh, you have to do what's best for you, and I take no offense. And that's it. That should be... And then here we go. Another novel. She says, okay, glad to hear that. I don't know what... John, you literally said, I'm so happy he's dead in your post. You didn't say, I'm sorry he's passed and for his family's loss, but I didn't value his opinion or whatever you choose to call it, and I won't miss his... Now she's saying what I should have... She's now... She has unfollowed me a month ago and has now come here to tell me what I should have said about a horrible person who is gone. Yeah, I literally said, I'm so happy he's dead. And I'm saying it again, and I will continue to say it. I'm happy that he's dead. I'm very happy that Rush Limbaugh is dead. Because it means he can no longer spew hatred. I'm not happy that a person has died. I'm happy that Rush Limbaugh has died. That's it. No, what you said was, I'm glad he's dead. Yep. And that you hope people piss on his grave. I didn't say I hope people piss on his grave. I said, may our grandchildren and their grandchildren piss on his grave for generations to come. Not just a one-time thing. I want this to go on forever. Ah, then you shared something saying his death is hilarious. Nope. I shared some, oh, it said, uh, the thing I said earlier, like, oh, maybe it did say his death is hilarious. It is hilarious because he's horrible. And now he's gone and everybody's happy. And that's hilarious because his legacy was shit. I'm not sorry for calling out how disgusting that is. You can negate the facts of the matter all all you want and try to justify and call it something different, but you can't force your opinionated self-justifications onto becoming fact. What? My opinionated self-justifications. Okay. You can't, you can't just string words together and just think that it's, you know, there's many syllables and now like you're saying something insightful. You can't, that's not how words work. Words have to like mean something too. I take a drink of water here. Hmm. All right. And you're right. I won't acknowledge that wishing for bad things is anything but wishing for bad things, no matter how you want to twist it. But I didn't. That's the whole point. I haven't twisted it. You are telling me that I said something that I didn't. Ironically, you are twisting what I said, which was, I'm glad he's dead, now being twisted into, I wished for him to die, and now he's dead, per my wishes. Nope. Didn't wish for anything. Just really happy that it happened. I've said that about 18 times. I don't know any other way to say it, and you're not getting that. So, okay. You're entitled to your own opinion and your own feelings, but not your own facts. Right? What what facts have I come up with that are alternative facts, as Kellyanne would say? Because I could, I've already pointed to a few of yours. Oh, yeah, his horror show was that he believed there was election fraud. Definitely correct to be glad cancer took him now. Are you fucking... Si- Clearly, this person has skipped over everything that I've said and then decided to twist it so that I said that, oh, he thought the election fraud was real. I'm glad he's dead. He deserved cancer. 
So basically, this person has just created a whole new character who have said all of the things that she's projecting on me to have said, which I didn't say. Yeah, he he pushed the election fraud conspiracy, which helped lead to the insurrection. I didn't say, oh, he believes in election fraud. And I'm glad cancer took him. <laughs> nope. Eh, sorry. Try again. He can double down on that all he wants, as can anyone. Yeah. But when you want to talk, it's ironic that in your last sentence, you said you're entitled to your own opinion and your own feelings, but not your own facts. And then the next thing is, he can double down on election fraud. Anyone can. Millions, I, here's the one, here's the sentence you need to take away, if nothing else, if you're even still listening to this. He can double down on that all he wants, as can anyone. And I, and millions of other, Amer I, I sound like Rush Limbaugh now. I, folks... <laughs> Rush L. Rushbo. <laughs> and I and millions of other Americans agree that there was election fraud. It doesn't mean that I or anyone else deserves death. No, they, they didn't say that. But if you're going to say you're not entitled to your own facts and then say that millions of Americans and I believe there's election fraud, yeah, you're not entitled to your own facts. The fact is there's no election fraud. That's not a fact. That's an opinion that there was election fraud. The fact is that there's no fucking election fraud. Oh, boy. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's why you can't engage with these people because it's, it's, it's just madness. If any of you are even still listening, you're, you're, I can feel you banging your heads on the wall. Because what alternative is there? You just I want to bang my head into the wall until I become as dumb as these people. This is insane. It's insane. It's, and it's sad. And that's what depresses me is this level of delusion and unwillingness to accept anything but the reality that these people have created for themselves and have allowed to be created by people like Rush Limbaugh that they're living in. It's so fucking depressing. They're not, they're not able or not willing to like snap into reality. What the fuck? Anyway. I never even heard him speak on this. Ironically, she says, I never even heard him speak on this issue. I formed my own conclusions on the matter without Russia's help. That doesn't make you sound any better. <laughs> so, so just on your own, you came to the same dumb conclusion that Rush Limbaugh came to? Okay, here's your award for, for being as delusional as Rush Limbaugh all by your little lonesome self? Congrats. It's, and then here we go. It's funny how many on the left seem to share this opinion that if someone on the right publicly speaks their opinion, they are now responsible for everyone else's thoughts and actions on those thoughts. No, it's just that the people on the right have dumb opinions, like that there was election fraud when there wasn't. And when there's all these guys on radio and Fox News and all these stations pushing this election fraud nonsense, and then a bunch of people are buying into it, Okay, you came up with it on your own. You came up to the same thing, the same stupid conclusion on your own that millions of others came to with the help of people like Rush Limbaugh and Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Donald Trump and Doofus Jr. and the fucking Four Seasons mayor guy. So congrats. I, I don't know what, that's a, that's a weird flex to say like, oh, I didn't need Rush Limbaugh. I came to my, I came to that stupid conclusion all by myself. Congratulations. Here's a fucking cookie. Oh, personal individual responsibility really seems to be a no-go for many on the left. 
Okay. As you just said that you believe that there was election fraud. Personal responsibility is not a big thing on the left. By the way, I believe that the election was rigged. <laughs> and I don't care that people stormed the Capitol and it was violent. And then here we go, because you cannot, you cannot have any kind of argument with a conservative without them bringing up one of a few things. Take your pick. It's a, that's why the bingo card jokes are so prevalent. Because if it's not Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it's Antifa, it's Black Lives Matter, it's Benghazi, it's her emails, it's abortion. It's, it's the same fucking tired ass talking points that just, you know, this is, it's, a, you know, dogs chasing their own tails kind of shit here. Oh, I, personal responsibility of the radicals and terrorists at the Capitol. No, they were, they were, no, they were forced by Russian Trump. Okay, I think she meant to say weren't, but <laughs> whoops, whoops, Freudian slip. <laughs> they were forced by <laughs> Russian Trump. Okay. Y yes. Okay. Well, you were agreeing on something. Oh, you meant to say weren't, but again, the, the one, <laughs> the one time that you screwed that one up, and it was ugh, paging Dr. Freud, Dr. Sigmund Freud, to this uh, idiotic uh, discussion. Personal responsibility for those who participated in the BLM and Antifa bloodshed. Oh my God! Here we go. Which is ironic because one life taken by Capitol rioters was that of a police officer. One police officer killed by MAGA's is carnage to the left, but the nineteen people killed, the roughly seven hundred injured during the blood. Is completely fine. Nope. That's the thing. Nobody said it was fine. Nobody said it was good. Nobody wanted anybody to die. Jeez. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was, like, that horrible story in St. Louis. A retired police officer came to help his friend protect his store, and he, he got shot. That's awful. That's awful. But there were, there were millions of protests across the globe. The whole planet was protesting the Black Lives Matter. Antifa's not actually a thing, by the way. It's anti-fascist. And if you're anti-Antifa, you're just fa. You understand? No, you don't understand because you're... You don't understand. Um, because you're a walking contradiction. So, anyways. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, 5% of the people veered off. Millions of peaceful protests. By the way, protesting racial injustice... I'm not going to get into it. But I mean, my God, do we have to keep going in circles on this with the difference between the Capitol riots and Black Lives Matter? Like, people die after fucking riots, uh, after, uh, you know, football games, Super Bowls and things, and people get injured. That sucks. That's so stupid. It's so dumb. Like, any of that stuff, any, like, mob stuff that turns violent is bad. Oh, but only one police officer died at the Capitol riot, so it wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. It was just, you know, they were just trying to take them out. They were just attempting to hang Mike Pence. And I'm no fan of Mike Pence. Contrary to what you would probably try to, the words you would try to put in my mouth, I would not have wanted to see Mike Pence dragged from his office and put on the gallows and hanged on national television. Sorry. No, I would not have wanted to see that. I would not have wanted to see anybody. Even the dummy, this girl who said she was going to die for Trump and jump, try to jump through the window, jump through the broken glass and got shot and bled out and died. Boy, what a fucking shame. Your life could have actually, you know, you could have done something. You could have changed. You could have, gosh, any number of outcomes could have happened. And the worst possible one happened for you. And that sucks. You have parents somewhere, sisters, brothers, maybe. I don't know. 
friends, I'm sure, people who cared about you, and now you're just fucking gone for no fucking... Oh, yeah. What a waste. What a goddamn waste. Um, so, yeah. So, here we go. Of course, the, this is what they do, though. They have nothing... They have no leg to stand on with these arguments. So, they just say, well, but, but Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives... BLM, uh, some people died. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Many of whom were, that was unrelated, like a, a police officer was struck by like another police cruiser by accident or something. There were, this is like the weird sort of death tally thing where like it wasn't actually related to the riots. But nevertheless, people died during those protests and that sucks. That's sad. No, it's completely fine. Yes, every, that's what we also said. We're like, man, I love living in this country where you can just have an abortion. That's so fun. And people died during Black Lives Matter, and that's fun too. I'm I'm so fine with all of that. I'm so I'm so happy that that's happening. Yeah, no, no, I don't sit there with tears in my eyes watching fucking cities being burnt to the ground because we can't goddamn uh, you know have have black people reasonably expect to be pulled over and not fucking murdered in front of their children. Yeah, it's all it's all so great. We're all really enjoying this. It's really cool. It's really cool when millions of people protest against that and like a small percentage goes rogue and starts smashing windows and looting stores and taking TVs. And yes, I do get that you're more upset about the TVs and the stores being smashed into than the people who were murdered by the police. But, you know, another conversation for another time, I guess, just like you're more upset that I'm happy with Rush Limbaugh departing this earth than the fact that he was a fucking bigot. But yeah, okay, cool, cool, whatever, whatever you want. Uh, anyway, in personal responsibility for our own individual character flaws on both sides that have gotten us here, nobody wants to take a hard look at themselves in this climate. Yeah, you're telling me, sister. You're showing me that with every sentence you type. And you know what? Finger pointing is one thing. It's a defensive, weak response. What? What? But to say the person you pointed the finger at deserves death is, well, there's really no words for how terrible that is. Didn't say that. For the 97th time, did not say they deserved it. Just said, it happened, and I'm not sad about it. I would say, what's the other word? I am happy. I'm going to keep saying that. I am happy that he is dead. Rush has physical harmed no one. This is literally reading it. And again, if you believe that because his opinions were damaging or hateful and the world would be better off, people with nothing but perfect thoughts and opinions, well, that eliminates everyone. Yes, everyone is on the same playing field as Rush Limbaugh. Anyone who's ever uttered a bad word, had a bad thought, had a racist thought, said something sexist, did something sexist, uh, you know, said some horrible word at any point in their lives is exactly on the same playing field as a guy whose brand was to say and do those things on national syndicated radio airwaves to be paid millions of dollars a year, knowing full well exactly what the effect his words were having. It's all the same thing. You know, <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, and I hate to break it to you, but that includes yourself, because you're happy that certain people die of cancer. Again, no, I'm not happy that certain people die of cancer. I'm happy... That Rush Limbaugh is dead. I'm not happy that he died of cancer. I'm not happy that he suffered in any way. I'm happy that he's gone and he won't be able to spew hatred. Jesus. I could repeat that. My whole response could just be that. And it still wouldn't get through it. Like Mr. Burns trying to learn Homer Simpson's name. It ain't gonna happen. Um, if you really think that is anything but a ghoulish and hateful opinion, then I'm sorry. You're on a trip, my friend. 
The whole opinion of yours is self-contradicting, period. And then I expect, okay, well, explain that to me. Nope, that's not going to happen. But of course, I don't believe you would just change your mind. Much like your hopes for Rush, I hope you find a new prospective. It's perspective. It's P-E-R. There's no prospective. Your own words from your own mouth. Words you put there and then publicly put out in the world. I'm so happy that he's dead. Yes! How? Yes, okay, you're finally getting it. That's, those are my words. I'm happy that he's dead. If you're someone, somehow someone who values life, communicate that. If you fail to, that's your own laziness. Oh my God. But nobody, nobody but you spoke slash typed those nasty words into existence. Nobody forced you. And the burden of proof rests on you to do something with them. I'm not responsible for your life story being, being important context into why you aren't void of humanity on this one. I think, again, a little, uh, whoops, a little Freudian slip there. I'm not void of humanity. So... I am, I am, <laughs> so I have humanity. You're, I think we're, I think we're uh, revealing a bit about, too much about ourselves inadvertently. Nice try though. Nice try what? What the hell are you talking about? Ah, uh, but see, that's why, and then to the black, that's why facts and semantics are so important. They help to understand the truth instead of deciding and manufacturing our own story. I don't know if you ever had to block someone, but once you do, they can't message or even see that they have an Instagram account until they have been unblocked in your settings. I hope you haven't had to personally deal with such unsavory characters that it warrants blocking them. But I unfortunately have, and that's what takes place when you do. We wouldn't be messaging right now if you were blocked. Again, this is why I said semantics. It's you, tomato, tomato. I can't access your page. You could say that I am blocked. That's the word, right? Anyway. I personally try my best to confront and condemn the things I believe to be horrible and not my, let myself indulge in hate. Hate is much like anger. It's a secondary emotion response. And deeper, something deeper we're refusing to confront. A mask. Hate will always harm the hater more, than severely, more severely than their intended target. I wish she would read that to herself because, again, she unfollowed me and then sought me out to have this conversation. I'm good. I'm glad Rush Limbaugh's dead. That's the end of the story. He was horrible. Good night. Bye. So whatever problems you have with yourself, you need to deal with that yourself because I'm not here to be your therapist, kid. <sighs> hate can consume someone until all you can talk about is fuck them. Well, that's all, that's, that's all I have. After four years, it's not, from, it's not hatred. It's exhaustion because the dopes who wear MAGA hats are completely unwilling and unable to, to have these conversations. So, yeah, no, sorry. Fuck them. I hope people piss on their graves. I'm so happy they're dead. And worse. And worse. Well, what's worse? What's the worst thing then? I, what did I do that was worse? I'm. Do I need to? Does it need to be clarified that I'm actually not planning to go and pee on Rush Limbaugh's grave? Like I don't want to. That would require a trip to Florida. I'm not going to Florida anytime soon. I definitely don't want to tell you how to live your life. You will do, think, say, and feel. You absolutely want to tell me how to live my life. That was the whole point of this. You unfollowed me and then came here specifically to tell me how to live my life. <laughs> so let's not. What are you talking about? Uh, but if I can say something, I do hope you choose to let the hate go, if only for your benefit. No, I will never stop hating racists. I, I will always be filled with hatred for racists. I don't, uh, sorry, no, not, not going to happen. And not racists per se, but the racists who are unapologetically racist. There's people who are racist. Look, a lot of us kind of grow up not even realizing we're just like accidentally racist because that's sort of like the society we're born into. We grow up in these nice little bubble towns and there's, you know, everybody kind of looks the same and uh, it's not really all that diverse and interesting. And 
uh, and then you just kind of, it's kind of ingrained without realizing it until you go out into the world and you educate yourself and you realize like, oh my God, I didn't even realize like some of these thoughts that I have are just, they're racist because like everybody kind of talks like that and thinks that and you know, it's, it's so strange and I need to stop. I need to, you know, not being racist is not enough. You have to be anti-racist as the, it's kind of a cliche of these last few months, but like you have to call it out when somebody's being racist. They might not even know they're being racist. You have to call that out. Those aren't the people that I hate. The people that I hate are the ones who know exactly what they're doing and continue to do that and then profit handsomely off of it and have tens of millions of dollars a year coming their way because of their spewing and perpetuating this hate peddling lies that's the shit that i hate jesus christ and you have no ability to see the difference and that that's not my problem i don't know what i've tried and it's not working i hope you know that i'm not judging you in any way as a person you absolutely 100 percent are you called you said animalistic i'm horrible i'm just it's disturbing i'm disgusting you, the whole your whole purpose for coming here was to judge me and to tell me how to live, literally the things you just said. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life or to judge you. That's the only thing that you have been doing this whole time. I'm just completely condemning the stance of yours as clearly and firmly as possible as I possibly can. But you're more than your th- than, T-H-A-N. You have, to, you have to learn these words, the differences between then and then. You have to learn these. You're more than your thoughts and opinions. And those defining factors are always subject to change. Your intrinsic value as a human why are you apostrophe? I'm sorry that I'm getting hung up on the grammar, but like, come on, man. Come on. Your intrinsic value as a human being and as my friend I've come to know isn't subject to change and never will be no matter what you do or say. That's a nice thought. That's not to say I don't require a level of positivity in my environment and therefore set personal boundaries of various kinds. So <laughs> my, your value as a human being as my friend isn't subject to change uh, but I'm blocking you and I don't follow you anymore. And I'm going to come here and tell you how to think and how to live your life and how to talk and how to this and that. And I'm judging you. Okay. I appreciate that. I'm glad you're going to blah, 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 blah. I will leave this conversation. I will have to leave this conversation at an impasse. I'm assuming you also conclude we don't agree. I concluded that months and months ago, which is why I left you alone. I s- just completely stopped bothering you because it's clear that you're not willing to do anything. And I'm, you know, I'm going to continue doing battle against racists. And you're going to continue to do battle against the people who do do battle against racists. And neither of us plan to change. So I have completely left you alone. And I thought that would be enough. And here you are coming after me with all this stuff. Uh, I will be out of my inbox for a while to celebrate my anniversary. Blah, 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 blah. Catch up soon. I'm sure have a great weekend. And that's, it's always so cute. Like ending with like, I hope you're doing well. I wish you the best. Have a great way. You know, I did the same thing. It's so, it's, you know, it's funny. Um, and then I foolishly, I came back and, and it just, it goes on. Uh, who, how long have I been recording? An hour and 42 minutes just on this one topic. Oh my God. I just said, wow, it's like you're having, you're responding to a totally different conversation. Rush Limbaugh was a bigot. He celebrated deaths of people with AIDS on the air. I'm just repeating the same thing because I don't know what else to say. I've heard his bigotry since I was a kid. My grandpa was playing a show on the radio. I'm glad he's dead. Thrilled. You accuse me of wishing death. Happy he's dead and I hope he die or not the same. I'm not surprised you have a script, <laughs> that you have a script you would have preferred, I say. Next time 
I'm glad someone is dead. I'll run my draft by you first, but I will never apologize for being happy that a racist is dead. Just like you will continue to think that joy over the death of an evil person is somehow worse than the evil itself. And I use T-H-A-N, by the way. Also, the election fraud was proving false countless times by countless agencies. The only ones who peddled that nonsense are Trump to con more people out of money and conservative talking heads, Limbaugh included. This culminated in a deadly attack. Trump's words led to it. So did Limbaugh's. But there you go. You took one of the multitude of examples I provided, election fraud, and then put words into my mouth. I didn't say he doubled down on election fraud and deserves to die of cancer. He was a racist and spread a 100% lie about election fraud and did not deserve to die of cancer, but I'm glad he's dead because the completely unfounded fraud conspiracy pushed by the right culminated in a deadly terrorist attack on January 6th. How are you not able to separate hateful opinions and shitty on-air takes with full-on bigotry and racism? That is Limbaugh's brand. If you've ever listened to him, you would know, but you admitted you you didn't. So instead you're choosing to ignore the facts or you don't care. But since millions believe in election fraud, there are obviously a lot of people uninterested in facts. I'm not happy that anyone dies of cancer, Rush included. I'm happy that he's dead. I'm just, he just happened to have cancer. Some people are happy when racists die and others aren't. By the way, I'm not, quote, on the left. So while I find your blanket statements lazy and repetitive, they also don't really apply to me. I'm not right or left. I'm just me. And that's a fucking fact. I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of generalizations, is there any conservative who can actually defend Trump's insurrection and not bring up Black Lives Matter? About 4% of the peaceful protests turned violent against racial injustice turned violent. 100% of the people marching on the Capitol were there to cause trouble. They were all terrorists. Don't take my word for it, though. Just ask the FBI. Trump and Don Jr. and Rudy and a bunch of others riled up that already hate-filled crowd and got them to commit atrocities on their behalf. If you believe anything to the contrary, well, I guess that it makes sense why you'd be offended that I celebrate the deaths of racist hate mongers. Again, I didn't say anyone deserves death. How many times can I say this? I'm happy he's dead. I never said anyone forced me to say that. Seriously, what are we talking about here? I'm, ser- I'm just like baffled by this. I said, did I miss a conversation where I said he deserves to die? Happy he's dead, deserves to die are not the same. It's like you're not, it seems like you're not fully grasping that. Yes, I understand how the block works. A full block is a complete removal from view. When you block someone for fully viewing your story and post who is not following you through no action of their own, that's also a block. I understand that a full block would not allow us to message. I just think it's odd that you unfollowed me, then sought out my page, commented, then made it so that I can no longer view your posts. I don't fully understand why, since unfollowing me made it so you can't see my stuff. I, so I just wonder why suddenly you don't want me to see yours. But life's short, especially if you're a cigar-smoking racist, so I won't worry too much. No need to be sorry that I deal with hatred. Yes, I hate hate. Sorry you don't, I guess. I'm not really sure what you're sorry about. I've listed the things I hate. It's all like evil and racist and bigoted stuff. I'm pretty self-aware. I know how hate and anger works. I also don't deny that I feel it towards the things I despise. Again, bigotry and all of that. I don't really have a problem with people who express hatred towards evil. It's a human emotion. Anyone claiming to not feel a human emotion is the person I'm more worried about. What is their mask hiding, I wonder? I also sometimes don't wonder because the mask is more revealing than they might know. Again, I don't have a problem with people who express hatred towards evil. It's a human emotion. That's the thing. When somebody says, I don't hate, I'm incapable of hatred, you're lying. That's a human emotion. That's a fucking human emotion. That's a human characteristic. I hate snow. That's like... I hate so, I hate barbecues. <laughs> I, I hate beach volleyball. That doesn't that's like 
That's an emotion. Do I actually hate beach volleyball? Well, yes, I do hate beach volleyball. I, that's a bad example. But, oh, my God, you know, when you're just like, oh, I hate that guy. That doesn't actually. But you hate things because that's the, I love this and I hate that. I hate eggs. I don't, I'm not going to lie to myself and say like, oh, I, I love eggs because they're, they came from a chicken and the chickens have souls and I love all the people on the earth. And I, I, what are you talking about? And if the egg was a racist, then I would really hate that egg. If it was an egg that was racist and unwilling to admit that they're, anyway. So like I said, it's a human, hatred is a human emotion. Anyone claiming to not feel human emotion is the person I'm more worried about. What is their mask hiding? I wonder. I also sometimes don't wonder because the mask is more revealing than they might know. Like, to me, this conversation is revealing more about this person than it is about me. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That would be a first. That's a, look at me. I guess, I guess it's in celebration of Rush Limbaugh's death. I'm, I'm acting like, Lord, that would, or, 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 what is it? What did he used to say? Right. 99% of the time, whatever he said, with one hand tied behind my back, just to make it fair, uh, snurdly, uh, my nicotine-stained hands, I'm holding these, by, uh, whatever the fuck he said, this is, it's a clown show, bro, uh, anyway. I agree that hate will harm the hater more. Sometimes negativity, negative feelings and hatred actually can shorten a person's life. Hello, Rush Limbaugh. But I appreciate the sentiments. Sentiments. I don't disagree in the importance of letting hate go, which is, again, why I'm glad Rush is gone. I'm very passionate about the things I love, and I genuinely try to stay away from the things I don't, which is why I don't hate watch TV shows just to make me angry or things like that. I'm actually a super positive person. That's, I don't like to fucking reveal that, but I am actually a pretty positive person. I joke about, like, positivities for idiots, but, like, you have to try and be positive as much as possible. You have to be, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist, too, and I realize, like, it's not all going to be a fucking, you know, uh, Disney princess fairy tale bullshit thing. Like, shitty things are going to happen. You have to acknowledge that. But, yeah, you got to fucking keep your head up and just plow through, man. You got to fucking get through shitty times. And sometimes positivity, that's the way to do it. Because you think about, like, shit is going to be on the other side of this. It sucks right now, and it's going to get better. Why? Because shit changes. Sometimes they go from good to bad, sometimes bad to good. Shit changes, and positivity is fucking how you get through that sometimes. So, God damn it. Fuck you, I am a positive person. <laughs> Where was I? I'm actually a super positive person. So much nuance is lost in text. Oh, well, what can you do? Anyway... Not being filled with hate is the reason I stopped listening to Rush long ago. I cut out the negative, but I still know who he was right until the very end. And his death doesn't make me sad. It makes me happy. Not because he's dead, but because his divisive, some people say divisive. That sounds wrong. Anyway, divisive and hurtful rhetoric will never be spoken. Well, not by him anyway. And while I've given very little thought to El Rushbo over the years, his death was hard to miss and hard to be sad about. You're not happy that he's dead. That's fine. I am. That's also fine. If you think my pissing on his grave comment was too much, then you should listen to some of Rush's old shows. Anyway, happy anniversary. Have a nice weekend. Talk later. No, we won't. So that's the end of that. <laughs> and I've gone on. This was, oh my God, two hours. I just want to say, if you're still listening at this point, you are a super fan. <laughs> because, God damn it. I thought maybe, I, I always, uh, boy, I, I, my, 
my ability to estimate the time that things are going to take me is, is not great, is it? Oh, I'm going to do 10 minutes. So I'll talk about this for 10 minutes. Two hours later, I've talked about, I don't think, anything else, right? A couple, couple little things. <sighs> so that's that. <laughs> oh, brother. I don't know. I took the kids to the beach yesterday. That was fun. Freezing. Fucking freezing. But we always do a winter trip to the beach. Yesterday was was still fun. It was dark. I was so I was so tired. I had to take a nap in the middle of the day. I slept until I don't know from one o'clock until close to four in the afternoon, and then I got up and said, "Oh shit, the fucking day is almost over. The light daylight's leaving. We gotta go." And we drove, and we got there just as the the final glow of daylight was escaping from the sky, and it was so cold. I can't even. I really thought my hand was going to fall off. I was trying to take pictures and you can't do that with a glove on with a touch screen phone. So yeah, but it was, it was really fun. Drove around Portsmouth a little bit and then came home, watched some TV, went to bed. I don't know. That was the night. Yeah. At this point I'm, I'm so exhausted. I can't even, I can't get into other things. I will. Let me give you this one quick one and then I'm going to go because <laughs> Friday, Friday was really something. Uh, man, yeah, halftime show, talked about that. I, I guess there's not, I'm looking at, like, I always have this this ongoing list of potential things to talk about, and I keep skipping. I skip a lot of these, because I, I read what I wrote, and I'm like, that's not that great. Uh, but there was, Friday night, there was, it snowed all day Friday, and into the evening, and into the night, late in night, late into the night, it was, actually, it was still snowing Saturday morning when I got up. And I went for my walk, um... One sad announcement is after, I think, 63, maybe 64 consecutive days of hitting my 10,000 steps Fitbit goal from, I think, December 18th, December something, December 16th, I don't know. It was 63 days, 60, I don't know. Uh, The streak is over. Yesterday, unfortunately, I, I had anticipated that I would spend a little more time walking on the beach to get more steps, and I didn't, and I came home. And I ate, and I watched TV, and at about eleven thirty, I said, "Oh God, I need five thousand more steps. I'm not gonna make my. I'm not gonna do it." And then I just said, "Yeah, you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It's. Just, it was a good streak, and now it's over. Big deal. Like, I'm not gonna go in the Guinness Book of World Records for a fucking streak of steps. Anyway." But I was out on my, my Friday night walk, the last, the official final day of the streak on Friday night. And, and I, uh, it was very slippery out. It was still snowing. I had my, I had my Norway boots on, my hiking boots. And uh, waterproof, great for, great for going out on a walk. Not great for like your feet. I mean, after a while, it's like, oh, I wish I had sneakers. But if I was wearing sneakers, they would be soaked. So I walked over to uh, to Shaw's to replenish my children's candy that I had taken out of their candy jar, as I think I mentioned last week. And uh, <laughs> there was a, God, there was a tractor trailer stuck in a snowbank. There was a truck going down a hill sideways. I mean, it was, it was a really, literally a mess out there. And then, and then I was walking towards Shaw's because that's within walking distance. I would normally go to the basket, but Shaw's, is walking distance, so that's where that's where I'll go just to get some stuff you can get anywhere. And a guy was walking along the sidewalk in front of the 
Sierra Trading Post and Home Goods and whatever those stores are. <laughs> Babies are bye bye baby, whatever. And and, uh, <laughs> and I'm kind of seeing him. He's carrying some bags from the grocery store too. Probably lives in the same complex that I live in. And all of a sudden, I just I kind of look down, look back down at the, I see him there. And I look back down in the snow, and then I just hear the sound of <laughs> plastic bags and cans. And I look over, and I just see his. He's on his back, and his feet are sticking straight up into the air. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, that's bad. I I laugh now because the guy was okay. I just happened to be there when people fall over. I didn't mention this. A couple. It was right before Christmas, and right around Christmas, I was walking in a. This this child was out scraping her car. A child, I mean, probably like twenty three years old, seemed like a, a baby, scraping her car like with her coat sleeve, and then just oh man, just wiped out on the on the sidewalk. And of course, I'm like, oh my god, are you okay? You need help? And she was laughing, and I waited to make sure she could get up. I don't want to get close to people with COVID and stuff. You do. It's like you know, I don't know that I'd be helping them up anyways, but I'm certainly not now. And she was okay. So it was like she had a good laugh. And I'm like, ah, don't we've all been there. It happens to the best of us. And you're fine. And she's like, okay, fuck off. Uh, and then this guy the other night. Yeah, I just hear whoop. <laughs> I see this guy, this husky dude walking with a bunch of bags. And uh, the snow is heavily falling from the sky, big, beautiful flakes of snow. And I just kind of look back down to make sure I'm not, you know, stepping on something into a sewer or something. And then I just hear whoop. And here, you know, cans and things. And I look up and there he is and his groceries are next to him on the ground and his feet are up in the air. And he's like, oh, God, jeez. And he gets up and I'm like, I'm like, are you okay? And I get no response. And then he's getting up, he's dusting himself off. I'm like, my man, you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, thank you. I'm like, all right. And then he picks up his, you know, nothing really spilled too badly. So he picks up his groceries and he starts, and he's like, oh, that'll, that'll teach me to walk around out in the snow with my glasses fogged up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, did I, did I somehow say, hey, let's become friends and start talking about this? Or did I just ask if you needed help? And then he, and then he said, I'm sorry. And I said, you should be. And I kept walking. So... (laughs) No, but he was like, I, I, he's like, oh, that'll teach me to get my glasses. I'm like, yeah, my glasses are fogged up too. It's, it's okay. You don't need to, it's okay. You fell, you fell. I could fall. It could be, it could be me just as easily as you. You don't have to make up stuff. Yeah. Glasses fogged. It's fucking, it's a fucking snowstorm. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. I'm okay. We're okay. That's great. That's all. That's my story. I gotta go. It's, it's two hours. It's exactly two hours. I was so happy that I gave you a one-hour podcast. I'm trying to keep this under an hour. But I needed to fucking talk about this because it's been driving me nuts. Like, that somebody could so poorly misinterpret my words and spin them back in such a mangled and inaccurate way that is so (laughs) misrepresentative of anything that I said or thought or did. It's just crazy. But that's, that's MAGA for you. They just... They they want to believe whatever they want to believe, and anything to the contrary is just leftist, extreme, blah, blah, blah. So, what can you do, though, right? All right. It is uh, it is time to leave on this Sunday. I'm going to. There's still some sunshine. I think it's pretty nice out. I might go for a walk. 
I might not. This might this might be the beginning of a new streak where I don't do any I don't get any steps for the next 60 days. <laughs> Cuz I'm I'm kind of tired of putting long johns and jeans and all you know, it was a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and some sneakers. Pfft, all right. Out of here. But for the last 2 months like going out sometimes putting on those hiking boots. I stretch when I come home, but like my it's just it's enough. You got to take a take a day off once in a while from doing this shit. All right, gang, it's exactly two hours. I'm going to go. Enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend, your week, whatever it is. The kids are on vacation. I'm jealous. I'm not. Uh, But anyways, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sunday. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators. Gators.